What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the Mishmash Podcast. Today, my guest is my good friend and professional visual artist, Anthony Jensen of Jensen Artwork. What's up, Ann? How's it going, man? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Oh, dude, this is so great. I feel like this is like years in the making, uh, at least on yeah, my side. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long time, man. I think when I started to think about um, podcasting and wanting to do interviews and stuff, you were one of the first ones. I may have even floated the idea to you. Uh, I think you did, ago, yeah, so. years ago. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's been a while since we've I was trying to think the last time we've even uh, really spoken on the phone was probably like two, three years ago, right? Yeah. Oh my God. I think God. that was the last, one of the last time we worked together, I think was like 2020, 2021, maybe. Yeah. Which that, is crazy. That sounds about right. But that, I look at that as a positive because that speaks to how in demand your services are, right? You've been doing a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been a busy, I've been very, very, very busy these last like two, two, three years, definitely. Especially yeah. after 2020. I feel like it's just got crazy so just as like a, a backdrop um for my listeners or our viewers oh yeah actually so kind of exciting here this is uh my first foray into recording video for the podcast and it sounds like it's something new for you too right that you're trying to get into uh yeah yeah it's the first time first time i'm using this webcam like this for some you know it's a brand new mic so it's all new all new to me right now well it's so I'm curious in terms of your content, right? Like you've had some really amazing video stuff recently. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, what was it? Was it the Monster Squad one that, that came? Yeah, out? man, that's that's my it's my favorite. That's my favorite video that I made, and it's something that didn't do as good as I thought it would. And I realized after it's because a lot of people don't know Monster Squad. <laughs> like uh, I, it's a it's a smaller, you know. Most people like. I think like to compare it to like Goonies, most people know Goonies more than Monster Squad. Growing up for me, like Monster Squad was, I love Goonies, don't get me wrong, but Monster Squad was like it for me. Frankenstein, Dracula, you know, that that was it for me. But uh, maybe, I don't know. Um, it didn't do as good as I thought, but that's still like my favorite. I actually still have the painting. It's right, you can actually see it right over here. Oh, it's like that's... my favorite painting too. <laughs> it's like my centerpiece in the uh, in the studio. Uh, dude, I, well, I can't wait to get to the paintings, but for that video specifically, that was all you. I wasn't sure. So your brother Joe is also uh, artistically, you know, inclined too, right? Yeah, he's a graphic designer and a web designer. Right, and so well, and background for you specifically, like you. So we, it's it's funny. I guess again, there's always tangents and shit in terms of like me meandering these conversations, but. Funny enough, so I knew your brother growing up. I didn't know you existed until a couple of years ago, which is <laughs> hilarious. Um, it, Joe, Joe was just one of those guys that I think everybody knew, whether you know it was from hockey at the park or just in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, but I think I kind of lost touch with a lot of the guys that were like mutual friends, really, until like high school. So uh, it, it's I don't even remember how we wound up crossing paths, you and me. Um, but. We're from the same neighborhood in Brooklyn. We know the same, you know, same people. We had lots of similar experiences, some of which I'm sure will come up uh, in this conversation today. Um, but your background, you've always been artistically inclined too, right? Like as a kid, you used to do a lot of drawing and stuff or? Um, yeah, so I've been, I've been drawing and painting since, you know, I, all kids kind of, you know, draw and paint when they're, when they're younger, just start something that stuck with me forever. And, I've always taken it really serious. There was a point in time I got more involved with like music and, and drumming and stuff, but it was still always in the background. And then um, probably like 10 to 12 years ago, I really started taking it more serious and started painting every day and um, really just took over my life pretty much <laughs> at this point. It's yeah. just all I do. I have like no social life anymore. I'm just painting every day, 10, you know, 10, 12 hours a day. 
I have like multiple projects going on at all times and stuff. So, but it's, I love it. So it's not really work. You know, it's, it's something that uh, I don't mind giving all my time to. So, yeah. And I mean, from a talent standpoint, so when, when we met and first worked together, uh, you painted the opening scene for my first novel, which it's place of pride. Yeah. I I think that's what the, I think that you were one of my like first commissions when I, because I was a plumber uh, in my previous life. (laughs) And when I, I was going, uh, into art full time. I think you were like one of my first commissions that I really did. So that, that was awesome. I was like, like a cool transitioning into, into all this was, uh, yeah, you being my first actual commission. <laughs> it was like first and second. It was like the first and second commission that I did. Yeah. And it was, was awesome. It was a funny time for each of us. Cause I think we were both like starting to spread those wings a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, you, you have flapped considerably father, which is great. I, I'm always inspired by <laughs> the successes that you've had it, and, uh, and, and everything. And it's funny too, because you mentioned music, right? And that was one of the first like funny coincidences overall, um, uh, in terms of growing up in, in Garrison beach is the first time I ever played music with someone else. It wound up being the same guy that you played music with the first time. I think it was Ethan, right? Ethan uh, yeah. Clyde, yeah. He's like my brother growing up, basically. He was like my third, you know, my second brother. Yeah. So and uh, yeah, I played he was like my first two, three bands, I think, was uh yeah, Ethan Clyde. That's funny. And that's how I learned to actually play drums was with him him playing guitar in in this garage that you're seeing right now. We'd be sitting here playing uh playing guitar and drums and that's how I kind of learned how to play it. Which is funny. I was using two rulers. I didn't even have drumsticks. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> I had two rulers. How is? Yeah, that's so funny. I didn't know you played with uh, Ethan Clyde. I didn't even remember that. Yeah, so w- he's a year ahead of me, I think, um, in school. So he was already like well involved with it. I don't remember. I think I might have even played bass with him um, wow. after we worked together at New Dutch. And yeah, it was mud shovel from Stained. <laughs> Very simple. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. it doesn't take much. Uh, much to play bass. I mean, I'm biased, right? As a guitarist, I, I kind of <laughs> lean that way. But um, yeah, so I, I just remember getting to play with them. And then there have been other like funny coincidences, people that we knew together. We actually got to do a cool event uh, in the city, and in the city, in um, in the beach. The, it wasn't- Oh yeah, that's the, right. I'm trying to wasn't think- Wasn't the crisp, it was the uh, small business, oh man, what yes. was it called? I forgot, the small business- uh, market marketplace maybe small yeah. business marketplace that was actually i'd seen a video for i seen a photo from that and that was like also what that was like five years ago or something at this point right i, I think even longer yeah that Just was the, crazy i wound up doing a, a book tour for my stuff and for the the beer book that i had done and i think that was 2017 and that was actually the first, first yeah. stop on it i remember it poured like it rained fucking cats and dogs man it was an <laughs> awful awful day <laughs> In terms of the weather, but it was a lot of fun and it was cool that we were kind of set up. I think we set up shop next to each other. Yeah, we were sitting next to each other. Yeah. But that was cool. 2017. So in in terms of your output, right? I'm biased because you and I'm sure I've mentioned my friend uh, Andre from Romania, the photographer guy. I'm pretty sure we've spoken about him a couple of times. Yeah, you showed me his work before. So, right. So you guys have. It helped me achieve a dream that I've always had, right? So in the same way that you have, you know, been artistically inclined since you were a kid, that was me with writing since I was like seven, right? I would write short stories or whatever it was. And so my dream was always to kind of have a visual representation of the stuff that I wrote. And that's kind of why I write the way that I do is because I want to get as vivid an image in people's minds as I can. But it, it always falls short because it's still in your imagination. So that's why I freaked out at the chance to work with you and looking at like the output, because just to give some background, hopefully I'll find a way to like add the um, images to the, the YouTube video of this. 
but you did the opening scene from my first book, which was so cool, like this like really tumultuous, dark, crazy uh, scene. You, you made you didn't just like create a map for my second book. Do you remember that? Like Write the map. You like yeah, actually yeah. like it looked. I think you like tea stained it whatever it was it looked like it was super duper ancient <laughs> and uh i i forgot yeah i almost forgot about that map that wow. and so wait so the first thing you did was an oil painting right if i'm not mistaken the yeah that was an oil painting i think the map i think i did i'm pretty sure i used oil paint on the map I, yeah, as well I, I think so and like, then after that it just i think we shifted over to uh to digital stuff which yeah then we honestly, went digital yeah that that blew my mind more than anything because I almost thought of the skill sets as being mutually exclusive or at least not like necessarily the same, right? Like the fact that you were able to do what you were able to do with physical media, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't think it would translate to digital, but in some ways your digital stuff was even cooler because of the- Yeah, it's funny because digital kind of got made me a better, working with digital made me a better oil painter in a sense. Like all the projects we did digitally, for some reason translated- to oil paint and maybe even a, a better, paint, uh, you know, a better, better artist with oil paint and uh, physical media, which is crazy. But, but yeah, that's what it did. It makes sense to me though, because you know, I feel like anytime you do anything creatively, you kind of hit a wall at some point, you plateau a little bit, and that that was me mm -hmm. with guitar. Because again, I mean, we're talking about high school. I've been playing for over twenty years at this point, and I didn't. Again, I was just content to kind of coast with that. But then once I started to pick up the piano. I've like as a motivator to to sit down and actually like try to learn stuff and learn, you know, just different things. I was taking what I knew from guitar and then trying to translate it, right? So like if there was a song I knew how to play on guitar for 20 years, I would say, "All right, how would I play this on the piano?" Learn it and then I started to do it in reverse, so I would learn stuff on the piano and then try to figure out how to play it on guitar and it, it actually made me a better guitarist. So I can kind of understand, you know, how the two seemingly disparate things kind of came together for you. Yeah, I guess they all kind of work with each other, right? And they try to they kind of get all different aspects of uh what you're doing yeah together. it's 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 funny you said i actually want to um something i've wanted to do is learn piano for the last few years and i think i'm gonna give a go at it pretty soon i have the piano and i think i'm gonna finally try it so i've kind of been out of touch with music for a while i was a drummer for a while but piano is something on on my to-do list definitely soon Oh, and I'm sure you'd pick it up with no problem too. Again, I think pe some people just are, you know, they just have a knack. Not that, you know, you're going to be uh, busting out Chopin, you know, straight out of the gate, but still. Um, and and I'm glad we're talking about music because one of the things I wanted to ask you was how much does music play a role in your um, in your art in terms of like when you're creating, like, do you listen to stuff? Do you find any inspiration um, in it? It used to it used to be a bigger part, I feel like. Uh, I've been wa I've been watching a lot of movies. So I don't know if you've seen. I just posted a um, like my setup, a video of my setup. My new thing is collecting VHS tapes, which is ridiculous. I know it sounds ridiculous. Not not with vinyl been... being an resurgence. Yeah, why not VHS? Sure. <laughs> yes, it's something I laughed at so much. I've seen the documentary of people who who collected them like maybe two years ago, and I was like, these people are ridiculous. Like, why are they watching VHS tapes? And then I, I found my old VHS tapes in the attic. And then uh, I got an old, I actually bought an old TV for the video, uh, the Monster Squad video. Uh, I set up the room to look old, but you know, the, the old TV and stuff. And so I had that old TV. I had the VHS player and the, and the tapes. And then it was about a year ago. I started watching them as I'm, I'm painting and that's become like, so I'll just randomly put like random VHS tapes as I'm, as I'm, uh, as I'm working and stuff. But I do still listen to music, but it's a little smaller takes a little bit smaller overall my but like my music taste is so 
all over the place these days too, man. Like, uh, I can go from listening to like Metallica to Dr. Dre to Weezer to like, uh, tears for fears like i, I could just jump off <laughs> like if you looked at some of my playlists sometimes i look at it and i'm like what's what's wrong with me man but i guess you know it's still it's not a big role in my art but i it's definitely still there i definitely still uh still listen to it from time to time especially if like i get tired of listening to you know a certain podcast or watching something I'll, I'll put on music that's always my like fallback on it but um it's taken a little bit smaller of a role, but it's still always there. I love music, man. All kinds of music. Maybe, maybe except for country music, but I, I'm still, I'm a Johnny Cash fan too. So maybe that's not exactly true. But so, I think that's the only genre that I can't really listen to that much. Right. <laughs> that's really it. Well, so, but, yeah. So it's funny for me. I like I I have to listen to music every day. Like even though music, yeah, me too. I listen to it every day. Yeah, it's it's still there. Maybe yeah, yeah. But like when I'm working out, when I'm walking around, it's there. It's always there. Yeah. But but just creatively too. Like I need it to serve. I don't know. For me at least, it helps me to get into the right headspace. So I have like yeah. I I think I mentioned this guy Adrian von Ziegler, who's like a composer of it's instrumental music. But like when we were doing the more fantasy oriented stuff because that was outside of my like comfort zone, really like that was nothing that I had really written before. And so I needed to kind of like, feel like I was in the mountains, in the forest and wherever it was. And so his stuff just kind of like helped with that, which I think is cool. But dude, I mean, you're talking to uh, a fellow uh, eclectic music fan here. So there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with either of us (laughs) and on the country music front. Yeah. No. So in terms of modern pop country music, it's the Mm. closest spiritual successor i guess to that era of music where you know again like every song just had more quality to it like that you can actually hear guitar riffs there's solos it's you know it's just it's different i don't want to sound like that old man you know like (laughs) i know that's exactly how i feel when we're talking about this especially when i was saying like i don't listen to new music and i i I guess i do in a sense but i'm a lot a lot more inclined to like put on something from the 60s 70s 80s like 90s but uh yeah i gotta check that out what is it called? What's the uh, the playlist playlist you were talking about? Uh, it's or called the, the kind of the the highway is the station the highway. On, yeah, and actually, if you if you look it up on the app, I think it's the highway top hits. Is what's the name that of the on channel? on Sirius XM? Oh, uh, Sirius. I don't have Sirius, but I'll, I'll, I'll check out. Even so. if you go to YouTube, you could just look up the highway. You know, top thirty count or whatever. But um, none of the songs really are like I don't want to call it too country because that sounds messed up. But um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that, wh- whatever it is that causes us not to like that older country stuff, that's, it's not, yeah, I don't here. know what it is about it. It's just too, uh, I can't pinpoint exactly what I don't like about like, especially like Garth Brooks music and all that stuff. Like jo- Johnny Cash, I can listen to all day. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you can argue that that's real, you know, country music, but yeah, that, I don't know. You could go to like the nineties country music and I'm like, ah, it's not good, <laughs> but I'm going to check this out. Definitely. Yeah, so Morgan Wallen thinking about you thinking about you, I think, so apostrophe no g uh is like his newest single and it creeps me out because it's about him cheating with this girl and my youngest son like cannot stop singing the song and he's like dad i love the lyrics like dude you better not understand the lyrics like what the fuck (laughs) not good but how old is your son now he's nine so i got a a 13 11 and nine year old so next year wow oh man yeah it's it's uh It's crazy. They were so little. <laughs> Funny enough, I remember bringing in the map to my daughter's first grade class, I think, the map that you had made. I was going to uh, say they were so little, like, yeah, I guess that was five years ago now. 
I remember you showing me pictures and stuff, and I was, they, they were like babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Damn, I know. And, and dude, so now my oldest is going to be going into high school. Like, holy shit! My God, <laughs> I that that's just great. Now, wait, where did did you go to Sheepshead or Murrow? Where did you go? I went to Sheepshead, but I dropped out pretty. I dropped out in ninth grade and got my GED. So yeah, I wasn't in high school too long. <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> if you were in Sheepshead, I, I mean, dude, didn't they have? Their well, own you know what's funny? Person? I was in Sheepshead, and then I uh, I got transferred to Madison. And at that point, I had already like started working as a plumber, and um, I was just like, I'm done. I'm just gonna make money. And uh, that was probably a bad choice, but I eventually got my uh, my GED and stuff. And if I if I could have went, if I could go back, I'd probably change that. I'd probably stay in high school and go to college and stuff, which which I didn't really do. Yeah, I mean, listen, but, that, that's a whole separate rabbit hole that we could uh, jump down. But yeah. one of the things, <laughs> especially looking back at my high school experience, like I was the opposite. I was in all honors classes all the time. We were yeah. in a freaking bubble. Where'd you go again? Madison. I went to Madison, but I was nice. there the four years that like they cleaned up the gang trouble and stuff. So I lucked out that again, being in like that bubble, <laughs> but in the year since I've worked with so many kids, I, I specifically have worked with the kids that were at like the bottom, bottom of the barrel in terms of like academics and everything. Definitely not mm-hmm. on a college track. And what sucks it to me is like, College doesn't have to be for everybody. It shouldn't be for everybody. First of all, it's expensive as all hell. You know what I mean? Yeah, and man. It's just, yeah. there's like uh, the world runs on plumbers and mechanics and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. HVAC techs. There's so much stuff there. Like, I wish that the way it was set up was by like by freshman or sophomore year, right? By the end of freshman year or sophomore year, you pretty much have a good idea of whether or not, you know, you're Harvard bound, Kingsborough bound, or mm-hmm. not going to, what do you call it, going to college at all. Yeah. And I wish that you know, starting in like junior or senior year in the same way at college, you would be beginning work on your major. Like there should be options for kids to take up trades. And I know it's harder because, you know, like Grady is Absolutely. the only school I could think of that was like vocational. Right. But like, yeah, Grady. Wow. Yeah. But ima- imagine I had a few if, friends who went there. Now, granted you, you, you apprenticed with your dad, right. Or was it somewhere else? Yeah. So that was, Oh no, yeah. Bit- so I started working when I was, I really, I was working like every summer, I've basically been doing plumbing since I was a little kid. He would, every summer since maybe I was like eight, nine, he'd have me cleaning fittings and going on jobs with him. So like when I was 16, around that age, he gave me a choice. He said, you know, you can work with me and make money. You can keep going, you know, you can drop out of school, work with me, make money, or you can, you know, stay with school and do all that. And of course I, I was like, I want to make money <laughs> 16 years old. I was like, you know, forget school. Not that I was bad at it. Uh, I, I had good test scores and, I just wanted at that point, it was just something I wanted to do is just start making money. And I seen myself doing plumbing and I did plumbing that for 12 years after that until it just like ate me alive. And I was just ready to give it up. Yeah. Really. Well, <laughs> again, it was, it was just a part of your path, right. In the sense yeah, that, yeah. cause I remember you kind of struggling with like taking that leap, which by the way, I mean, oh, I was tough, man. It was a tough one. It the, was tough. The balls. So I'm kind of in a, a similar spot now where I've been chickening out of actually trying to like complete the real dream when it comes to writing and go mm-hmm. and try to get an agent and an actual contract and have a writing career instead of just doing it mm-hmm. sort of on my own. And so I admired the balls that it took you to really kind of just commit to that and say, no, nah, man, I'm doing this full time. And I mean, for what it's worth, like I do want to get to your specific work and like some of the stuff you've got behind you. The windows is the, the number one thing I'm going to get to in a second. But <laughs> it's got to feel you got to feel vindicated uh, to, to some extent just based on some of the awesome things that have happened since you made that decision. Right. I mean, you've had yeah, yeah. The, the number it's one definitely thing been I- a hard, uh, you know, 
long, hard, hard road, basically. And I'm still, still, still on that road trying to, you know, go forward with it. But yeah, well, I'm happy. I, I, I just wish, I kind of wish I did it a little, a little earlier. I kind of did it. I think it was uh, 28. I think that was near. And that's really why I decided I was like, I'll be 30 in two years. If I don't try this now, when am I going to be able to do it? And I, I just took that leap. I saved up money and, uh, Bro, for the I mean, for the first year, I didn't uh, maybe it made a few hundred dollars, and I ran through all my money, and it was like the last. I probably I think I had like a few thousand dollars left to live on, and uh, the last I had basically maybe like a month, maybe not even left of my money to live on. I knew it's like all right, maybe I should start looking at the plumbing, and at the very end of that month. That's when like you got in touch with me with the commission and then another person got in touch with me, then another person got in touch with me and then it just rolled and it just kept rolling to the point where I've been busy since then. And that was, I don't know, five years ago. So, so th- I, yeah, I lucked out in that sense, but you know, it gets scary. It still gets scary. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, commissions don't come in some, you know, a painting doesn't sell like you thought it would. So it's, it's work and I'm still learning, man. That's all it's all about. You just got to keep pushing forward and keep learning and, that's what it's all about. It's all about the journey, right? Yeah. One day, hopefully, I'll be in a gallery, a rich, old, fat artist, <laughs> smoking a cigar, <laughs> thinking about you know the five to six years that I struggled and kept pushing forward and did it. Hopefully, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I hope. <laughs> no, nah, man, I'm that's, glad, that's the idea. I'm glad you said that because that's so. Anybody that's listening, hopefully, is inspired by what you just said because that's been what's kind of lit the fire under my ass for the last couple of years too is like yeah, seeing man, just, somebody do who's, just do it who's done it and 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 has done it successfully like the the two things that jumped to mind in terms of like oh shit moments or what i would imagine were oh shit moments were some of like the clientele that you've had right because it's one thing to sell mm-hmm. stuff locally it's another thing even to just kind of like branch out to say like your facebook friends or instagram but mm-hmm. you've had at least one notable client that i can think of and i'm sure others that had to have like kind of blown you away right yeah, I had one big, big client that uh, really, even though I didn't know him at the point, but when I when I looked on his page and realized who he was, I was kind of blown away. And that was um, George Kittle from the 49ers. Got in touch with me and liked the Joker painting. This was 2020. This was like three years ago. That was Got the in touch with Phoenix me. one, right? Uh, no, that was the uh, Heath Ledger hanging out. It was the um, oh, right. okay. Heath Ledger hanging out of the window of the uh, police car, which is still like still one of my favorite paintings. The part of me is like, because you fall in love with these paintings, but I fall in love with these paintings when I paint them. It's like sometimes it's hard getting rid of them. And that one I had for like a good year before he got. So he got in touch with me and it went into my request. This is George Kittle from 49ers. I don't know. I don't watch. I don't watch football. I'm not a big football guy. Not a big sports guy, really. So he gets in touch with me and um, it goes to my request and I don't answer him for like two weeks. Oh, my God. And what wound up happening was the guy that we're mutual friends with, uh, he runs um, wrestling for sale. Um, it's friends with him and, and, and winded up putting, uh, sending my painting to George Kittle like on Instagram and he loved it. So he gets in touch with me two weeks go by and I messaged him back like two weeks later, like, dude, I'm so, I look at his page, I see like hundreds of thousands of followers, he's a 49er. He's like, I saw telling my friends like, it's got George Kittle got in touch with me and everybody's like, what? <laughs> Why are you saying this? So like, why are you so like calm about this? It's like one of the biggest players right now. I was like, yeah, I don't even know who he is. I looked at his page and all, you know, he has all these followers and stuff. And so I got back in touch with him and um, 
he was so cool. What a down to earth guy. He's like, dude, don't worry about it. We I, we're all busy. I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. What's my request? I didn't see it. Blah blah. And um, so yeah, I gave him the price. He he bought the painting, and that was like the biggest painting at the time that I sold. So I was like panicking, trying to figure out how I'm going to get it to him and stuff. Which I, now that that was like a good learning curve. What a learning curve, though, right? With George Goodall, like right. I could have messed it all up. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, seriously. <laughs> oh god, I was so nervous thinking about it, man. But um, everything worked out. He likes the painting. Um, it's just cool thinking like he has you know, his friends and family, and I'm sure all the teammates are like going into his house and seeing something that I painted. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy experience. That's Definitely crazy. That's what I think of every time I think about that situation. Cause it's, you know, um, the, the fact that I have the first painting you did for me up on the wall, it's something I try to point out to everybody when they come here. And so I've thought of that before where I'm like, man, like, I wonder, I wonder who has seen it. You know what I mean? Who's walked past it. Even if he doesn't like point it out and give us backstory, like, like you yeah. said, it's still, that that's just, it's, crazy. it's insane. And then, so that was a sale. And then in terms of events, didn't you have something like really cool at a museum or some kind of like showing? Museum? no. Uh, right now I'm in a, in a, um, it's my second show with Sugar Mid Gallery that I'm doing. Uh, I have a painting there at a museum. I'm trying to think. I don't think so. I'm trying <laughs> oh, to- wait. No, yeah. So I did a museum. So I did a, uh, it was in Greece and I forget the museum name. But yeah, I was a part of their uh, 12 by 12 inch. Um, I forgot exactly the name of it. But yeah, I did a, a 12 by 12 inch painting that uh, got sent to them. And they, you know, they have all the, it's still hung up there. So they have like every year they put more and more up. I forgot what the name of it. It was in Greece and it's uh it's a family owned museum. I'm forgetting the name off the top of my head. Like I said, I'm so bad with names. <laughs> my memory is shot at this point. But, the, but yeah, that was pretty cool. That was also two, I think that was two years ago. Two or three years. That might have been three. Two the twenty twenty was a crazy year for me. Like everybody hates it. You know, they were hated the pandemic and stuff, but it, it wasn't much different for me. Like I did at the end of it, I was going crazy, like not being able to leave. So I, I like going to the movies. You know, I like going to Manhattan and stuff, meeting on my brother and stuff. But there was a point, like I was just working so much and so many cool things was happening that like, I wasn't even thinking about the pandemic really. <laughs> right. And, and I think there were certain industries that got whacked like super hard, right? Yeah. Service industries and everything. Yeah. But in I think creatives thrived in that right <laughs> absolutely but for you guys specifically, it was thriving like visual artists right like i think what happened and and i mean i can attest to this too here like i've never been big like dude you know what it's like in garrison beach a yard you're lucky if you have a few blades of grass right in the back it's all mm-hmm. concrete and shit mm-hmm. the lots are super super tiny like so yep. i just when, when we got the house here in new jersey like I didn't give a shit about having a lawn or, I mean, it was nice to have the space, but I'm saying in terms of like, there are people that are like anal about, you know, the upkeep and everything and like, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever, we didn't think anything of it. But during the pandemic, we started looking around too, because again, right. You're in the house every day. Like you're looking at the same shit. And so we started to think about what could we do differently outside? And I think a lot of people had the same experience inside and they were probably like, oh man, you know, we'd love to get some artwork or get something to put up on the wall. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think that yeah. worked out. People had a lot of, you know, uh, extra income too with the, with the stimulus checks. Yep. They were like, oh, an extra $1,200. Let me buy a painting or something, which was, you know, it sucked. Don't get me wrong. I know the pandemic was crazy for a lot of people, but for me, that was creatively like one of my, that's when it really came back because before that, it's funny. I was training as uh, I was going to become a tattoo artist at the end of the beginning of 2020. I was training with my friend, Joe, and it's still something that he tries to get me to do. It's still something that's, you know, could, I could possibly do somewhere down the line. 
So if the pandemic didn't happen, man, who knows? I might have been a tattoo artist, and not that I would put painting on the you know the back pedal, but like it would have been secondary to tattooing basically right now. So it would have been a totally different life. But then 2020 happened, and then I sold the George Kittle, and then you know commission after commission and selling stuff, and that that kind of rebooted me, kind of like just gave me some extra energy into everything kind of that year. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and which is crazy. If that didn't happen, who knows who's to say like where I would be right now, honestly. But right. And it's crazy. Dude, that energy is clearly not going to waste. I can't let this go unnoticed though. Uh, yeah. Like the humility. And I, I feel like I've stepped it up since 2020, like just because of how much more I paint now, like just how fast I can paint, how accurate I can get things done. My uh, confidence in it, everything is just keeps every year gets a little, a little better. Hopefully I'm just starting. Hopefully I'm just still at the, you know, at the bottom of where I'm going to go. Hopefully. But um, I mean, it, it feels that way from yeah. the outside. I'm just laughing at the humility, not like laughing, ha, blown away by the humility of the fact that like, I'm picturing Greece, right? All the like the statues, the sculptures, <laughs> like it's sort of like an artistic Mecca and just nonchalantly like, yeah, my stuff's there too. You know, like alongside <laughs> all this stuff, which is great. I, but that's, that's I was you, hoping so. they would actually, I really like the painting. It's another painting. I feel like this with a lot of my paintings. I was like hoping they would send it back to me in a way, but it's cool to have it, have it still there in a way. You know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to know that. It's, it's going to be hanging up there for I don't know how long they're going to keep because I'm sure they're going to keep getting every year they do the show and they just fill up they're filling up like the whole wall so who knows how long it'll be there but yeah, it's cool it's definitely a cool feeling well it's just a shame that uh, things fell off with Terrence right because then you could have at least gotten them all <laughs> scanned remember him yeah. oh my god oh man Terrence yeah man I, I used him up until oh, man, 2021 I think uh, two years ago Terrence, I still uh, actually know. I was going to say I still use them for my business cards, but I found a great site online for my prints and um, and my business cards. So I don't use them at all. He was, he was charging me a lot. Like I, I noticed, like I would look to other companies. I was like, I can get stuff like half the price. Why am I? And then, of course, I would have to like beef up how much I sell prints. And then that's like, you know, yeah. I'd rather get them cheaper, sell them cheaper, move them quicker, have people have them easier. You know what I mean? So I, I had a good relationship with them, but I had to kind of, you know, had to step away from them. Yeah. <laughs> Even with the business cards, because I got business cards made from the same, same place, which is a uh, cat print, catprint.com, which is also their awesome company to get prints from and stuff. I, actually, I'm looking into now and actually doing, I'm really would like to get a printer for myself that I can do my own prints. I think that's the next step. I think really. Okay. I would like an in-house printing and that would be great. Yeah. Just make them on demand. Hell yeah. I mean, that's got to, that would cut back on, you know, costs tremendously. And I forgot, I totally forgot about that. Well, at first it would be a bulk cost of buying the, you know, the printer and learning it and everything, but I'll have that for forever. So yeah, some I'm looking into now. And, and Prince, if I have the room, as you can see, I've, I, so I posted a video of my, my space now and I just have so much stuff here that I don't even know if I'd be able to fit a printer in here, but I'd, I'd figure it out. I'd definitely figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So I, all right. So I finally want to jump into the the specifics, especially in terms of what's over your, uh, your left shoulder there. But Prince wise, I forgot that I actually have, my oldest son has your baby Groot. He bought that from that event in Garrettson beach <laughs> and it has one of your business cards. I think it was the captain America one. If you remember captain that. America, the first two captain America and, uh, back Batman, I think. Yeah. I have like five more now over there somewhere. <laughs> Which is great. But so in terms of your artistic output, right? I don't know what impresses me more. I love your original stuff. And I, I mean, I guess I'm biased towards that because I feel like that really unleashes a lot of your creativity. Because the way I look at visual artistry, right? 
especially for a professional like you, is you're constrained only by your technical ability and your imagination. And your technical skill is just ridiculous, right? Like the the way you're able to, you know, have, you you bring stuff to life in just these unbelievable ways. And so it's cool. Like I know you're a big wrestling guy, Macho Man, uh, specifically, you know, uh, and then 80s, 90s wrestling. Yeah. All about it. The (laughs) Ultimate Warrior was always my guy, Bret Hart, which I, I, yeah, I'm actually doing an Ultimate Warrior plan. I plan on doing an Ultimate Warrior painting in the next, right after the, right after this month. October, I usually keep it only horror. I only do horror paintings. I, a lot of the paintings I've been doing is horror, but the next painting right after October ends, I'm doing this uh, awesome Ultimate Warrior piece that uh, you're definitely going to like if you like Ultimate uh, Warrior. Dude, I, I can't wait. I mean, it's funny, right? Hogan was always the big one that everybody loved. I was never big into him. Bret Hart was my number I, I liked guy. Hogan, but growing up, my brother's favorite was Ultimate Warrior. And we would, you know, tie the uh, the strings around our arms yeah. and, and run around the house, clothesline each other. <laughs> so Ultimate Warrior is a more colorful, more I, I to me he was you know I like I'm more of a, a Ultimate Warrior and a Randy Savage guy through and through I think yeah a hundred percent and actually so what's cool is you capture you know the essences of those guys especially Macho Man and then I'm always amazed by the creativity in terms of your backgrounds right so it's one thing to just like physically paint macho man right but then you'll do all kinds of like really cool stuff where like the background itself just pops and looks so i don't know vibrant and energetic it's just it's really really cool Thanks, you know what comes into play with that is the digital because i'll like i'll mess with different patterns and different colors I'll, I'll on the reference but digital so that's where it kind of beefed up digital art kind of beefed up my oil painting skills and stuff too because now i can test stuff before actually doing it because you, you you put down a color with oil paint you have to wait a few days before it dries and you have to redo it just having that digital aspect that i can test stuff out in the last like you know five six years has really brought me up to the point that i am now too even with references i I use a lot of the digital stuff that i do is is reference so i'll draw something out digitally see what works see what doesn't work mess around with it and then i'll paint it which you know it takes time at first but then it makes everything the whole process a lot easier yeah after that because everything's figured out you know you don't have to worry about it and I remember that being the first like major expenditure that you had once you yeah. kind of jumped off was getting, it was a tablet, right? For Yeah, it was a tablet. I still have it. It's still, uh, man, is it five? Yeah, it's five years ago. It's still running strong. It's so, still going good. For, so just because I'm curious in terms of your, you know, the, the graphic design and the, the digital art, what do you, do you use any specific programs or like, what is it? That yeah, you- I use Adobe, uh, Adobe Photoshop. I don't really use it. Uh, if I'm doing graphic design, I'll use Illustrator. But uh, for the art, mostly Photoshop, mostly. And Adobe uh, for the videos, all I use is uh, Adobe Pro. And I'm getting into After Effects. Like, so the Vecna painting that I'm doing coming up, um, I'm going to make a special video for Halloween. And the plan is to <clears throat> kind of use After Effects. So After Effects, you can add like cool effects to videos and stuff. It does a lot of stuff, but I don't really know how to use it. I'm going to have to take some kind of tutorial because uh, the video I kind of want going in and out from the um, upside down and, and here. So oh, like be, I'll be man. painting. And so I already looked to see how you could do the the effect of that. But that's what I'm kind of learning now. So I'm always like, again, I'm always learning different things. You have to kind of, even with the ve- vector painting, I'm also going to do sculpting on that, which is going to be the first. So that's that's a big thing too. So I'm going to add the the Stranger Thing binds coming out of the window. So this Vecna this Vecna painting kind of steps steps up from the rest of them. I'm trying to like move forward and and kind of build out more and more because I would love to. I don't, I've never sculpted by the way. This is going to be the first time I've ever tried it. But I feel like uh, that's something I like to incorporate with uh, frames and 
kind of add a 3D aspect to my work. I've always kind of liked like thinking of trying to do that. So I think this is the perfect painting to try with the what, what could be easier than vines. You know what I mean? I'm sure it's not going to be easy, but vines probably a lot easier than me trying to sculpt like a hand or you know something something right. like that. But yeah, so that's a lot of plans with this Vecna painting. Like what you seen, what I just posted uh, yesterday is like I'd say about. 60% done, maybe not oh even. Oh my God. And it, maybe it, 50. <laughs> it already looks so sick. And we, do you yeah, want it looks so good already, man? I have it right back of me. I just keep staring at it. That's, what, that's what I'll be working over the rest of the weekend. So, but <laughs> for the uh, the viewers, which is so weird to say, right? I'm so used to saying listeners, you want to, you want to flash a shirt just so, so people can see it? We, <laughs> oh, had, yeah. we had it in the, in the pregame. There we, go. there we go. Yeah, dude. So, got to represent the Hellfire Club. So it's funny because we've like we've just bounced around so much, which is totally my fault. But I told you that's how it goes with this. The original idea for this episode, or what I wanted to sort of center the discussion on, was Halloween, right? Like this is my favorite time of year. My, October, my favorite too, man. I love it, and it's it's cool because one of the the I don't know, I guess commonalities between us was. We share a lot of the same interests in terms of music, but also in terms of like horror movies, horror writing, yep. all that kind of stuff. And so, I, I, again, I mentioned this earlier about being biased. I'm skewed more towards your original stuff because I feel like that takes the constraints off of whatever you're doing, right? Like you can do whatever mm -hmm. you want with it. It's, it shows your imagination, which was the point I was trying to get to before. But the... I don't know, in terms of like the established content, right? Like whether it's Vecna and Stranger Things or, or Pennywise, which is clearly my favorite, like your horror line of stuff, as much as the wrestling stuff is just ridiculous, dude, the horror stuff is just on another level entirely. And I want that's to what I really have been going towards is more the horror. Yeah. And, um, it's become like, yeah, it's become my favorite thing to do. And so I love it. my wife is going to be so stoked that I'm finally going to get to ask you about this because we both, uh, we were, blown away by the first few like windows that you posted how the which hell was a J jason I yes right one. so yeah. for, for for anybody listening anthony has done so it's I, you walk us through it so it's actual like you're painting on an actual window pane itself right so, so yeah I'll, I'll give you a little funny backstory to it i found these windows maybe like oh man i've had them for so long i'm gonna say like seven to eight years i had these old windows in my garage and I don't know if you ever seen, you ever see um, High Fidelity with uh, John Cusack? No. No. Okay. So there's, there's, there's a part in that movie where he's with, uh, with this woman and she has in her apartment a wall, like a divider made up with windows. And I always saw it was so cool. Like when I, you know, I, I'd love to do that in my apartment. So I, I started at plumbing jobs. If somebody, if the contractor was there throwing away uh, old windows, I would get them and I was stockpiling them. I had like five, six of them. And uh, they were just sitting there for years. I never obviously didn't do the divider, which I'm happy about. I didn't. And uh, they were just sitting there for like, I don't know, five, five to seven years. And I was, uh, was, I guess it was about three years ago. I looked at it. Was it three? Yeah, it was about three. I think it was 2020 as well, I think, which is crazy. Um, yeah, so I, I looked at the window and I was like, wouldn't it be cool to have a horror character staring through that window at you, making it look like, you know, you're standing outside your window. And the first one, obviously, I had to do was Jason. And uh, that blew up. That I got like 300,000 views on TikTok from that. And that's what wow. really boosted me up on TikTok and got a lot of my followers. And then after that, I did uh, Michael Myers. I mean, I don't even know how many I've done at this point. Uh, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, all the big the big ones, uh, Exorcist, The Shining. Damn, I, I did, I've done so many of them at this point. But yeah, it all started from me just having these old windows, being bored. And I was like, you know what? Halloween's coming up. 
it's October. I was like, let let me paint a horror character because before that, I really wasn't. I love horror, but I just wasn't a big part of my. I was doing more like comic characters and Star Wars and all that stuff. And um, I'm so happy that I, I stuck. I love I love horror and just to uh, yeah, just to be able to paint all these all of my favorite characters on these windows is like I love it. I just love it. Yeah, no, <laughs> so it's a great great thing. It's even just conceptually, right? Like if you had made made a window frame, let's say digitally that still was just such a cool concept to me. Like, but then you know the what I'm doing that, next, actually, not to, sorry to cut you no, off. No, go for is, it. Uh, I'm going to try mirrors. I'm going to try. That's the next uh, step. I'm going to do a candy mid horror, oh, uh, horror, yeah, horror mirror, which is going to be something. There's uh, another thing is um, that's why I want to get used to the sculpting because I want his hand coming out of the mirror with the hook. So that's this is kind crazy. of, this vector is kind of building up to that. I don't know how many, I, I don't know. How many more I can even do? I don't even know who I have left to paint, but oh, American Werewolf, American um, American Werewolf in London is probably one of my next ones too. I think. Right. I again, I want his hand coming, like the werewolf's hand coming through the windows. So, like sculpting, and that's why I'm like bringing up that up with the Vecna thing. Is is I would love to add because it's cool to have a horror character staring through your window. Thinking about like, all right, what if this horror character is breaking through the window? That's like the next step of like having these paintings kind of come to life and i think that's why i want to step it up with the um with the sculpting and stuff i think that's the next next um this is how the windows are going to evolve next i think is the sculpting and trying to make them a little more 3d and what sense it's such a brilliant stroke there and in terms of like doing something let's say in like you know manhattan or whatever right like if you had a gallery exhibition holy shit can you imagine how cool that would be like oh, especially oh, to be able to That's kind of dream. Like three, uh, <laughs> listen, what you've accomplished so far is is impressive, but I totally agree with you. Like this is just the beginning of it, so that kind of thing. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. I I know we right before the pandemic, I think we were starting to look into Comic Con and trying to like do a table together or something. Yeah, maybe maybe some Comic Con is uh, so hard now, man. It's oh so yeah, much money. It's, oh, it's, it's so hard to get in there. Yeah, thinking about doing smaller ones, smaller conventions. Uh, so eventually, my brother just moved up to Beacon, New York. Oh, nice. And they have a lot of, uh, we're thinking about kind of following that. Cause, uh, like I told you, we had a flood here uh, last week and like we were right by the water. It, it's about what it, we went to Sandy about 10, 12 years ago. And like it's about that time, like we're going to start getting more water here and stuff. And we're thinking about moving to Beacon. And in that area, they do a lot of uh, smaller Comic Con conventions and stuff. So I think that would be cool, like horror conventions and stuff like that. I think that's going to be my next step of getting a booth and trying that out. Cause I'm doing the gallery thing now. I have one, I'm in one gallery and then I have a show all in California, by the way, these two shows are in California, oh, cool. which sucks for me because I have to ship them, but I'm in Sugarman gallery for a Michael Myers show. And then, uh, I had a tattoo artist get in touch with me about being in his opening, like he's opening a uh, shop up in California and he has like people, his clients like uh, post Malone. I seen him have, he's going to have like this big clientele there, which is pretty cool. And, um, I'm, I'm sending the Frank painting, and the Crypt Keeper painting there. Oh, nice. So that's another show. But in California, I can't find any like horror show galleries in New York for some reason. Maybe I'm just missing them. But I've, I I found that most of the pop pop art and horror show kind of like galleries are in California, which doesn't really work well for me. So my next thing is probably just doing the conventions. I think horror conventions is the way to go. And may, who knows, maybe eventually open up my own horror pop art gallery. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's definitely some along the East Coast because I remember looking into it again pre COVID um, mm-hmm. in terms of like 
I don't know if it was horror con specifically. There, there were a couple different ones. Again, yeah, like, yeah. I think there's there was def- one down in like DC or whatever. But it's funny. The only thing I think of with the with Beacon is the Dia Beacon, and like at the time we went in college, and like dude, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, yeah, it was. Such I just a, went there on uh, actually maybe a few months ago for the first time. I was not evolved enough as a person to appreciate <laughs> what they had there and like the the stuffiness and everything. Although I'll have to show you, I'll shoot over a picture. It confused me too, man. I was looking around like, what? It's a piece of metal. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it's it, a piece it, of metal it, on the floor. It, it was. It was something else. But I not got my kind of art exactly. But I get it. But I still, everybody has their thing, man. I think I had like a disposable camera or whatever, and I remember getting a picture of my buddy Derek in the window, and like it was just I don't know, it was just really <laughs> funny. Like that that to me that was the best uh, the best art I saw was that stupid photo. But um, no, it's crazy, and and yep. like in terms of the horror like inspirations and stuff, like I know you're also like a big '80s nostalgia guy too right ghostbusters yeah, and that 80s, kind of stuff. 90s man yeah that's another thing i'm working on now is uh well that's what kind of i'm going to lean more towards in the future not to say that i'm ever going to stop you know these window paintings and pop art but uh, i'm leaning kind of towards original artwork right now i'm working on um a huge painting i'll send i'll, I'll try to send you some pictures uh of it's a ghostbusters teenage Mutant ninja turtle mashup and it's oh. of a kid on a train pointing out and uh in the skyline, you see uh, Krang and Stay Puft Marshmallow fighting. And really, the basis of the whole painting, I'm actually going to make a uh, series of it, is basically kids um, imagining their favorite characters come to life. Like, you know, kind of like the imagination of a kid, because that's kind of where all the, for me, like, that's my creativity really started. So it's kind of a look on, like, kids daydreaming of, of seeing, like, things come to life that, you know, are pretty much impossible. But um, and I have like three paintings planned for that. I have a uh, uh, the first one I'm working on now, and the whole the name of it is Make Believe with Make scratched out. Oh, I like so it. So it's just you know believe. So that that's what I'm going to be working on mostly. Uh, I got like over a hundred hours. It's probably actually it's probably like two hundred hours between creating the reference for it, and that's that's my next thing is conceptual original, more original art, not exactly like fully original, but using aspects of pop culture and '80s, you know, nostalgia. And making original art based off of that. I think that's kind of what I'm going to go down a little bit more in the next. I think that's my next like step as an artist. But not like I said, not to say that I'm ever going to stop like painting horror and all the stuff that I love. You know, like even if I'm working on something original, that's taking most of my time. I'm probably going to be working on like a horror window or something like that on the side just because I love it so much. No, that's cool, man. But, I'll have to tap you for. So I'm doing something similar writing wise. The next project, I just finished my first like standalone novel, which is young adult literature. Not at all what I expected going into this. So I'm like <laughs> sort of terrified of like going down that path with that. But I guess sort of like midway between, you know, what I've done before and what I just did, it's going to be it's kind of like again like you and i seem to like the hybrid stuff right where there's like crossovers mm, i love it of, of i love that stuff and so i like that since i was a kid i, I, yeah. I just love all that yeah I don't know what it is same so for i'm going to do a story that has sub stories within it so it's basically these two kids that go to visit this grandmother that they never met in romania and clearly you could tell who i was collaborating with on this but um basically she has this book that looks like it's like a, a book of fairy tales. And so, yes, I think you mentioned this. Oh, I think it did. Yeah. You've been working on this for a little bit. Uh, no, it was just in the concept phase, but now I'm actually like going to get jump, okay. jumping on okay. it. And, I, I think you, I remember you mentioning something about yeah, that. So, so that's each, so cool though. Each story in the book will sort of read like its own, like little fairy tale or whatever. Um, and there's some twists and stuff to it. So I was trying to see about like, um, 
just getting some sort of visual for like each one because a lot of it's just prototypical stuff you've got you know your werewolf you've got your witch and and just different things that are from like authentic romanian folklore which i thought would be pretty cool um so it's got like an anthology uh series almost in a sense almost, right? yeah so i, I mean i, I have no that. idea how it's long my favorite I, some of my favorite kind of horror <laughs> is anthologies. I'll have to tell you in a second off off air, like because there's like a bigger twist with it. It's not just like oh these stories or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the twist is is the sale. You know, I'm having a good time just talking. This is uh, this is definitely a cool cool experience. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I can't believe it's Friday. These weeks go by so quick, dude. It, it's crazy. Yeah, it well, is. I'm always amazed by how much time you're able to put in like you, you know you were talking about 100 wow. hours into to one thing i forgot i forgot what the total maybe was. even more man yeah maybe even more than that yeah it's, it, they go by so quick though because but i'm i love it so much and i get into this um i forgot what it's called like a, a state where i'm just I, time doesn't even exist yeah. i'm just like i'm sure you go through it with writing where, where like it's all you know you start at like you know a time and all of a sudden you look at the clock and it's like how was i here for five hours already like what what just happened like it felt like a half hour it's crazy it's yeah insane. yeah being but in I the zone and, 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 and in zone and yeah, the zen the zen state of just creating <laughs> I, I i wish it happened more often than it than it does but when when you get into that it is it's it's unbelievable ah. like i remember looking at the clock twice thinking like five minutes passed and it was 40 minutes one time and then like yeah. two hours just some some absurd yeah absurd thing that's when you get like the best work done is just when you're not everything else is just not even there and it happens to me honestly like we were talking before i don't listen to music that'll happen mostly when i'm just have like a good playlist on and i just like zone out for you know could be like five hours all of a sudden i'm like what what happened <laughs> what just happened podcast too i'm trying to get into is if uh i'm list, I'm, I'm a big paranormal guy uh, i love the paranormal ghosts ufos sasquatch is a uh, beliefful. I don't know if you ever heard them. If you're um, no, here, if you're into that stuff, I think you are. I think we, we met at the bar. We were talking about all that stuff, right? And that was the last time I seen it. I think. Oh, oh my god, dude! We had so many crazy stories, and and that was one yeah. of the things that I thought was cool about like this time of um, of year specifically is like yeah. we've each had such strange shit happen. Like, Oof. and just in terms of like, I oh, I remember. The, the one with the door open, the, what do you call it? When you guys were all sitting together, like that was, um, I'm trying to think of uh, what the hell, where you were. It was in the beach somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah. All the, uh, everything was in the house that I grew up in and cause it, it's, it's, uh, definitely a haunted place. There was, there was a point, point where we were all sitting on the couch watching a movie and a, a black shadow just ran down the stairs and out the door. And we thought it was my brother. And for like an hour that it was the middle of the winter and it was freezing. So I get up and I'm like, like, what the hell? Why the hell did he leave the door open? I call him. He's like, no, nah, man, I'm in the city. I'm like, so either there was somebody upstairs that waited for us to watch the movie to like jet out, or there was just like a black ghost, like a black misted ghost that just ran out. <laughs> I was like, I don't know which one was worse. I was like, it was either somebody about to murder me or there's a, a ghost in this house. No. That was one of the, that was good. I, I always think about that one because it was like five people there and all of us seen the same thing. We were like, what the hell was that? But there was so many things like that in this house, man. I I, I love paranormal. I can sit here for hours. We can have a whole other podcast talking about yeah. ghost stories and stuff. I can be honest with you. But that, <laughs> but having that that extra. So, I've had a lot of weird shit happen. Uh, you know, just when I was by myself, and a lot of that stuff. You know, you can. I I always try to do like the Occam's razor, right? Like the the simplest explanations usually, you know, the right mm-hmm. one. I start. Yeah, that's there. what I go for usually. But then if I reach a point where 
I can't, I've run out of ideas or whatever. I'm open to it being something like, I, I, there's no way we know everything there is to know about the universe and the way things Absolutely work. Absolutely not. And so I'm totally open to the idea of there just being weird shit happen. The best ones yep. though, for me are when there are other people, because oh, yeah. then it really, when, when they have, when either they saw the same thing or whatever, like I think the ones <laughs> I'll, I'll save the big one for, for last here, but like two of the ones that I remember mentioning to you were in, uh, when, when Heather and I lived in Staten Island. So literally the day we moved in that night, I, I, I don't think I ever told you this. It turns out that we lived right near a freaking cemetery. The cemetery was right behind our neighbors on like the other side of the street. I don't know how we never knew this, but it was like, maybe that had something to do with all the weird shit that happened. But I remember we were sitting upstairs on the couch on the second level of the duplex and we heard the door open downstairs, like all the way downstairs. So we just assumed it was the landlord coming up because you could hear footsteps coming up and coming up. And, you know, we kept shouting out and nobody was responding. So then I started to get concerned that somebody like broke in or whatever. And I could hear the stairs creaking on the way up to the first level landing. And then the hair stood up on my body when I started hearing footsteps coming up the stairs to where we were. And I was like, oh, fuck, like I got nowhere to go, you know? (laughs) And it was the weirdest thing because we kept hearing the sound of, you know, somebody coming up the stairs and we kind of felt a change in the air. And then there was like nothing. So it was almost like somebody was just kind of like standing there checking us out. But that place, I agree, man. Like, and, and then oh, so there was no door on the top of the stairs. Nope. Like, no, you it just was, heard it, it, it was an open, Oh like, my god! I'm thinking space. there was like a door or something. No. And then the weird thing was, a <laughs> year, a couple years, chills. a couple years later, when we had Tim, he was sitting playing. Like he had his like cars lined up or whatever. And all of a sudden, he just stops what he's doing. He looks up, and I'm watching him. He's he's following something across the ceiling, and I'm looking around like there's nothing, man. He points halfway across and starts giggling and follows whatever it was that he saw with his finger all the way to the other end of the room and then goes back to playing. And I was just like, oh, holy man. shit, man. But yeah. the, the the end cap was... I definitely think kids see, see, see things a lot. Uh, so I think I feel like that veil isn't lifted yet. You know, yeah. they just see, right. see everything. Exactly. And the funny thing was, I told you that was the first night Heather and I were there on the, our last night in the house. She had already left to, to come here to Jersey to do stuff. And my buddies from Brooklyn that were helping us move had stayed over the night before. And one of them I would say is somewhat skeptical. You know, he's not a big like ghost guy or whatever. And mm-hmm. I woke up the next That's day. That's the best when they start getting scared yeah. because then it's like, <clears throat> now you know it's <laughs> I woke up the next day and he was he was like pissy with me. And I'm like, you know, we were all tired and, and nobody wanted the to move. It was like July first, I think. So we're all fucking hot. And I'm like, dude, what's your problem? Like and he's like, Oh, you know, I didn't think you would play a practical joke like that on me. I'm here to help. And I was just so lost. Like, what are you talking about? And it turns out that he, in the middle of the night he heard like rustling and he looks up and he saw somebody wearing a hat, like a brimmed hat, like round brim hat step out from behind this column that was in the middle of the room and just walk over and stand at the foot of where he was sleeping. So he thought it was me messing with him, which to be fair, I mean, that, that, that tracks, I definitely could have done that, (laughs) but it wasn't me. And he said that all of a sudden it just like, then it started walking backwards and it just dissipated into like black, like mist or whatever. You know, what's crazy is, so I've been listening to this belief hole podcast, which if you're into uh, paranormal stuff, I got a lot like this last month, man. I, I've just, I probably listened to, I don't know, a hundred episodes at this point. And um, it's funny that you say that because there's encounters like that all over the world. Cause they, they basically tell uh, listeners send in their stories and they, they tell the best ones and stuff, which I love. I love all that. Cause you get all these different stories from all the world. And one of the biggest ones is called Hatman, like just like you just explained. Oh, That's like a worldwide experience of people that wake up 
and there's a uh, a black shadow in a hat, and they call it the Hat Man. There's a, a whole episode of it that I just listened to. It's so funny that you that you just told me that, dude. Man. That that so, just yeah. that made the hair stand up on my neck too. Holy yeah, crap. that's a worldwide experience that people wake up and people think that it's us. Uh, what's it called? Sleep. Um, oh, like night terrors or something. I tell you, um, night terrors. I forgot the name of it. But I mean, how, how could everybody? So many people see the same. Oh, or like thing. Sleep- it's definitely to me is an inter interdimensional being or something right? like sleep just so, messing with people so sleep paralysis is sleep paralysis yeah. that's what it is so yeah. i've had that happen and it is oh, the God, scariest fucking fear, feeling man dude it's my worst fear it, it, <laughs> and it's it's my mistake because i really need to have like a blackout room in the bedroom because when there's light i've noticed it's it's more it happens more like i know that's not paranormal when that happens because mm-hmm. it's only when i'm like super stressed oh, who knows it might be it might be you never know, man. You never know. And, you really um, never know, man. But I don't know if you remember this, like the. So, I, I don't know. I I've bandied about the idea of like throwing this story out uh, in a podcast episode. I didn't know if I wanted to do one dedicated just to like the weird shit that happened to me, because um, I remember that conversation where we were sort of like swapping, you know, supernatural mm-hmm. war stories. My favorite kind of conversation, and they well, one of my favorite kind of the conversation when the when people start talking about like ghosts and UFOs and stuff like that, I can talk for hours about yeah, it well so i love it <laughs> i don't know if you remember this one but hands down the weirdest fucking thing that i've ever had happen um i'm just checking the microphone okay the weirdest thing that i've ever had happen and this was this was one of those things where if i didn't have someone else there with me i don't know that i would have believed it i don't know if you remember me telling you about this but one night we were and again this was like oh, late August, September or something like that, probably around like 2000, my buddy was driving us out to Starbucks over on Cross Bay Boulevard because it was the only Starbucks in like, you know, the, the tri-borough area. And I just happened to look over as we were going over. There's like a big stretch just past where the um, the horse, the riding academy is on the Bell Parkway before you get to like Starrett City out that way. And I just happened to look over to the right and I saw this girl in a pink dress just standing like in the, the weeds or whatever it was. And I just watched her kind of like, walk backwards into it and i was just oh, like well oh, all right that's fucking terrifying <laughs> no. and she's walking backwards yeah like she stood there uh, and walked backwards right and, and just walked into the oh, and, and walk backwards yeah, that's, which, even, that's even worse which was weird enough but then that night i had weird like, enough yeah well so i kept having this recurring dream for like four or five nights after that of her it, it, it was like one of those things that slowly revealed itself more and more and it was with her with like water and I just kept seeing water and water and I felt like it was like she drowned somehow. Right. And it was just something that was just really like nagging at me. I couldn't, I couldn't shake it. It was just, it's just so eerie and whatnot. Well, this one time, again, about a week later now, the other guy that was in the van with us and I took our bikes over to, I, again, it was just like a weird feeling. Like I just kept being drawn to this one specific spot. This place was further out. This was over by where the uh, the mini golf is over on Flatbush. Ooh. I don't even know if it's still there, but yeah, for, it's still there. For whatever reason, we we went out to Flatbush. We took Avenue U to Flatbush, and then we rode over to this section. And the dude, the only way I could describe it was just this like unbelievable like feeling of like dread and like being drawn like magnetically to this place. And so we threw the bikes into the weeds. And we walked into it. And again, from from the street side, like it looked like you you know what it's like over by the beach where it's like the yeah, big yeah, reeds yeah. with like the it looks like mm-hmm. wheat, basically. Yeah, yeah. And so 
we go into this thinking it's just a full field and we get about eight or 10 feet in and it had been completely scorched. So from the inside, it was all burned to the ground. There's one white tree in the middle of this area. And I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, all right, I guess that's worth checking out. And so I go to check out the tree. My buddy, I don't know where he went. He went somewhere else. And all of a sudden I just had this like, this really bad feeling that something was like behind me, like chasing after me. Right. So I fucking book it for this tree. I get there. And the second, like it felt like something out of like game of Thrones, right. Where like the white walkers were like coming after me or whatever. And so I get to this tree and the second I touched the the trunk, like that feeling went away. And I was just like, all right, I'm safe from whatever the hell that was. And I looked to the left and I don't know if you remember this part, cause this was the part that still freaks me out to this day. I turned to the left and there was like a shack off in the the background and i called my my buddy james over he comes over i'm like dude are you seeing that he says yeah so of course we have to go check it out we go over there there was like a little campfire set up with like a a chair and like you know hobo garbage like we'd see that from time to time in the weeds right so we see all this shit and again there's like this structure i don't know what it was i think it was some kind of like storage shack or whatever it was but there was a window and I walk over to the window and I look in and there's clothes and shit like spread out. But that fucking dress that the girl was wearing oh, is hanging, shit. was hanging like over by the bed. I looked at my friend. He went over. He saw it. We fucking took off out of there like lightning was Dude. striking our asses. Right. <laughs> Saturday night that week. We're back with our buddy. We're driving past. We're trying to we're telling him about what happened and he doesn't believe us or whatever. Now I forgot the the first time I saw the girl, she was just standing there, right? So she was just standing in the weeds, which was creepier. This time I saw her again. And this time she started walking backwards into it. And it was almost like the, the way I've sort of reconciled it for myself was something happened to, to somebody. I don't know if they drowned or whatever the hell it was. And it was just one of those things where like, she just kind of ha- had to tell her story to somebody. And for whatever reason, it was me. And Dude. I never saw her again, never saw anything like that again. But after that moment where I watched her sort of like fade back into the, the, the weeds, it was like a feeling change inside of me where it was just like, okay, like this is done now, you know? And like, it, it was just, it was such a Jeez. weird week, man. But like, Dude, that that's uh, on next, that's like next level. That's like a, you can make a short story out of that. For but, well, book, that, man. so that's, that's the problem crazy. in in the intervening <laughs> years. I don't tell that story often because of that exact reason. People, people smile and they're like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm sure that really happened. And if it wasn't for my friend, James being there, you know, I mean, I'm sure I would have thought that it was just an imagination thing, but like, Dude, I believe it. It, it I was, believe it. it was She's probably trying to give you a message or yeah, maybe just a, that's, that's insane. Yeah. yeah that's so <laughs> I, I don't know. That's deep. That that's, that's, uh, that's crazy. That, that well, and I remember too, like, backing up into the bushes for me, I would have been like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. Well, I, <laughs> I had like a freak out flashback because my daughter was wearing this dress one time. She was she had to have been like four or five and it was like almost down. It was down past her knees and she just had super long hair at the time. And I was like, holy shit, she looks like the girl from the ring because she had like flipped it forward and was covering her face. So I took her out to the woods in the back and did like a photo shoot. She had no idea, you know, <laughs> what it looked like or what like what it was referencing. But those are some of my favorite pictures. I, I got to put them up somehow now that it's a uh, Halloween season. But like, yeah, I mean, I just I love that creepy shit with like aliens and stuff I too. Oh, I, aliens man uh, everything oh Sa- i've been getting into sasquatch and oh uh, anything kind of paranormal like that i can 
well, telling the, you this this podcast I've been listening to is just open reopen like all these things to me. Well, yeah, I love it. So the, <laughs> we're used to like different things, right? So like Sasquatch, the Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Yeti, whatever you want to call it. Like the fact that mm-hmm. it's on multiple continents and there's just so many different things, like that lends credence to it for me. You know what I mean? I've seen a theory that they evolved alongside us, and that's exactly like so they basically evolved from the same thing we did. I that they evolved uh, more with nature and that though they're like interdimensional kind of where they can slip in and out of reality, which, or this dimension. So that would make complete sense to me that like some people, you know, they see them and then they're gone and then they hear they're not. I love all that stuff, man. I know people probably would, would hear this and be like, ah, oh, it's so stupid. Why would you But It's like anything's possible in this life. Dude. Yeah. Like, well, I think there's a, a really stark dividing line, right. Between people like us who are interested in it and open to mm-hmm. it and people who you have live, to be open to, who live to it too. It, if you shut it out, I think, you know, you, I don't know. I, I feel like you have to be a little open to it to experience certain things. Right. But I think, but the pro- I definitely, I, I definitely think the problem though, dude, is when you start to live your life by it, right? Like that, yeah, like yeah, Tom DeLonge from, um, from Blink-182, right? Like he's, oh, yeah. he's a deep diver there, but it's funny <laughs> he's a deep diver. With, with, with the alien stuff. I just caught a clip from one of Joe Rogan's podcasts. I don't remember who the guest was, but they were talking about, Oh, uh, the fourth kind, which I will not fucking watch, dude. That that of all the horror movies, I don't think I could stomach. Yeah, what's like with the guy with the glasses, right? I think so. It's the it's Was where this girl gets abducted, and it's not it's it's kind of like a Blair Witch Project, like you know, found footagey sort of thing. Oh, okay, it's not a documentary. No, it, it it's oh, posed as a documentary, about. but then there's also other clips. So there's real footage from interviews. Yeah, this yeah, woman. yeah. Is that when the mouth is opens up really, yeah. really wide? Yeah, I've seen that. So yeah, there, yeah. there's all it's kinds of weird shit. And what Joe Rogan and uh, his guests were talking about, uh, it was basically how when we sleep, there's things that happen in our brain, like dreaming, right? Mm-hmm. That we still don't understand. We still can't explain from a scientific standpoint. And And what... Joe Rogan threw out there, which blew my mind, was like, what if when we sleep, we're opening ourselves like a, a channel or a portal to some interdimensional space or something else out there? And what if I believe it. these creatures, right, the, the greys or whatever you want to call them, like the aliens, what if that's where they live and they're able, like, so in other words, the people who are claiming to be abducted, like maybe they're not physically being attacked here in our you know realm or whatever but it's happening mm-hmm. in their minds like legitimately by the creatures or beings or whatever that can actually traverse that space it, however he explained it like i was just like wow who was like, the guest on it was it it wasn't bob lazar was it oh that you know you know the story really of bob familiar. lazar he was uh he was he uh apparently he was in area 51 and and was working on on like spaceships, uh, alien spaceships and stuff. You ever hear his story? No, I'll, I think his, I think that episode is on YouTube. If you want to, you want to check that out. That's a, a really good episode. If you want to get into aliens and stuff, but he has, that's like, I, I'll listen to uh, Joe Rogan. I don't listen to every episode, but like when he has some, something like that on man, oh, I love that. Yeah. So this aliens one, aliens and all that. I, I don't think it was, I don't think it was a guest that was focused on it. I think they were talking about how oh, this is yeah, because he always brings it up. <laughs> yeah. Bring it yeah. Up. It was, no, it was somebody, they were either talking about horror movies or talking about it. Maybe it was talking about aliens, but I don't think that was like, you know, the, the guests like background or whatever. I think it was just something that happened to pop up. I don't even know. Like, dude, my wife goofs on me because I have like 90 tabs open on, uh, on Chrome on my iPad because I'll find like little, like little video clips like that or whatever. And I'll just toss it 
decide because like uh, my brain runs a million miles an hour from the moment I wake up until I go to bed. Yeah. I'm starting to think maybe I have ADHD or something like that. Uh, I'm working on, I mean, I'm working on three paintings at a time doing this I'm jumping into that. Maybe it's just the way of like, Maybe it's everybody with phones and there's so many th- different things to do now. Maybe it's all of us again like but that. But I think something think, thing maybe I'm like undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> but I'm noticing with some of my friends that are more creatively oriented, right? Like one's a poet, then you, you know, you're a visual artist and writer. Like mm-hmm. I think it's what drives us. Like I don't know that we can slow yeah. it down at all. You yeah, know, I wouldn't like, change it. So. I wouldn't change it. Definitely not. It drives me crazy sometimes. Oh yeah. But definitely it definitely helps. I think I feel like it helps you in some way, right? I yeah. think it definitely, definitely wouldn't, uh, wouldn't change that about myself. I don't think. So, dude, this was so much fun, man. We covered a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah. I had a great time. This is awesome, man. We got to do this again, honestly. Absolutely. Do you, and I mean, we can definitely uh, share some more uh, supernatural war stories. Oh, are- man, that, yeah. I even even, I have, I have so many of them. <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah. So in terms of where people can get in touch with you, check out your work. And then maybe if you have anything, I, I, I mean, I feel like we kind of covered what you're working on coming up, but if you mm-hmm. wanted to just sort of like condense it and summarize it, like where people can find your yeah. work and uh, what you've got coming up, I think that'd be a great way to, to close out. So, yeah, like I said, uh, right now, I'm, uh, October, I mostly just work on horror stuff. I've been working on horror stuff a lot otherwise, but right now uh, I have the Vecna piece I'm working on and I'm about to post next week. I have a few paintings, actually. A um, Killer Clowns painting. I just finished a um, From Dust Till Dawn, which is one of my favorite oh. vampire movies. Painting. So uh, next few weeks, if you're into horror, give me a follow. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, pretty much all platforms at uh, JensenArtwork.com. Or you can go to my website, AnthonyJensen.com, which I'm trying to update right now. J-E-N-S-E-N, and, um, right? Yeah, J-E-N-S-E-N art, Artwork. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, within the next, like I mentioned, I'm going to start a, uh, I have a YouTube going, but I just really post like shorts and stuff. I'm going to be posting like long form. Actually, this month is going to be the month with the Vecna piece that I'm going to be posting uh, long form, like maybe five to 10 minute videos showing me, showing my process and inspirations and all that cool stuff, which I don't have that much time with the shorter, you know, minute long videos. I kind of rush them, kind of rush them through. So the next step is uh, long form, like, youtube videos so if you're into that follow me on youtube end of this month i'll be posting something uh with the vecna piece i i think kind of deep diving into it yeah i think that's perfect timing for it too because i know for me like when i get into certain you know youtube uh platforms uh content creators rather like if Mm -hmm. i'm into their music or their art or their whatever it happens to be like it is cool to kind of get like the curtain drawn back right and see like what their process is like and and learn that's what i kind of want to do with the youtube and that's why i wanted to really do this with you try to get more comfortable talking and being on camera. Cause you know, I have all these videos, but it's all just my hand, right? This is my hand painting and stuff. So I want to get more used of talking about the process and what inspires me. And that's can't really do that much on TikTok. I guess you could uh, to a tent, but to, but I figure like YouTube is a little bit better of a place to go deeper into that stuff and talk about it a little more. And maybe I'll probably post like short forms of it on TikTok just to get people there. But yeah, I think YouTube's going to be, pretty big for me in the future i think hopefully yeah. well the short hopefully form it all works out the short form stuff caters directly to people's lacks of uh of attention spans right so you're already yeah. got the hard part done i think that, I'm, that's i feel I'm, like i can't go much further with it like i love doing it i love doing it but I, I feel like the next step is long form really getting into it and showing the full process because people don't even know like exactly how these things are made and i feel like it's 
a good uh, good place to show everybody, right? And on YouTube. Yeah, and if people want to purchase any of your work, whether it's prints mm-hmm. or, or whatever, where where do they do that? Uh, that's on Etsy. I'm working on making a Shopify pretty soon, but that'll be on my website. But probably for the rest of the month is going to be probably the rest of the month or two is on Etsy. Same thing, uh, Jensen Artwork. Uh, that's linked on my Instagram. Everything is linked on my Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. You go to one spot, you can basically find everything on uh, on my link tree there. Awesome, man. Well, dude, thanks so much for taking the time. It's always a good time. To no, thank you, talk. man. This was awesome. This went by so quick. I, I feel like we have to uh, we have to do another one at some point, right? I, I would Maybe, love to. Uh, and I think years in, we'll get another one in. I think I I think we did our creative people, you know, our, our society uh, proud here because I think most people think of painters and writers as being really like introverted, quiet. Oh and, man, uh, I am, you know, I I am so introverted. I was so worried that I was, you know. Gonna sound stupid or something, but no, but that's what I mean. I had such a great time, dude. This is awesome. Yeah, no, and and I—that's my favorite part of doing the podcast with people that I know—is getting to share like you know, the fun that I have having these conversations and stuff. Cause when we were working together, you know, f- more frequently, like we were having these all the time, you know, over, over the phone. Yeah. So on the phone. Cool. I was thinking of that. That's a, this felt, it was just, we would just have like two, I remember like having like, you know, two hour conversation on the phone about a project coming up. And I was like, how the hell did two hours go by? And this, that's exactly what happened here pretty much. Right. Yeah. And, and the best rearing in a two hours, I think. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. And the best part of that too, was like, so much of the the end product, like what we actually wound up finishing up with, with our collaboration projects really came from those conversations. Cause I would have one idea and I would throw it out to you. And then all of a sudden it just became something so much cooler than I could have imagined. So, and for what it's <laughs> worth, if I haven't said it enough, I so appreciate you taking the time. I'm, I'm always in awe. No, man, I appreciate, I appreciate you uh, having me on here and, and talking to me about all this cool stuff, man. Yeah. I had a great time. It was, it was great. But I appreciate you working with me and, and taking the time to create that stuff for me. Because like, again, like I see the stuff that you're making and and I just shake my head. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe that, you know, I got to work with this guy. And, uh, you know, I, I have some stuff like, again, the original stuff is just, it's unbelievable. And that that's something I'm really excited to be sharing on my YouTube and maybe TikTok uh, sometime soon is all those like character designs and stuff you did for the Cosmogonia books. So cool stuff coming up for both of us, I think. But um, once again, thanks to Anthony Jensen from Jensen Artwork for uh, taking time to talk with us today. And thank you to everybody listening wherever and whenever you are. 